and welcome to I Love It, Don't You? The podcast about friends sharing with friends, whether they like it or not. I'm Elizabeth. I'm Kim. And I'm Janelle. So today we're doing something a little bit different. Um, We're going to be doing a top 10 list, and it's a list that I've curated on my top 10 favorite nonlinear stories or storytellers. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, nonlinear is when the story doesn't move in a straight line. So it either uses like flashbacks or it has time travel or it's just told out of order. Um, so it's kind of an interesting uh, way of telling stories that's, that's become a lot more popular recently, I feel like. So going from 10 to 1, like li- mm-hmm. least, least okay. favorite to, to most favorite, um, number 10 is Inception because time moves differently in that movie for different characters and it's done in like a really effective way have you guys seen inception yes not okay (laughs) to try and talk about it briefly (laughs) which is dang near impossible with inception it's a dream within a dream so and how they convey that is that time moves faster the deeper into dreams that you go so like the people that are at a deeper level of dreaming within somebody else's dream time is going like really fast for them in comparison to the people in the level above them. So it's a really interesting way to look at how the story can progress. Mm -hmm. Number nine is X-Men Days of Future Past because it flashes between the past and the present. Have you guys seen it? Again, no. No? Yes, I have. I'm going to ask this every time and you guys are going to be like, no. Hey, I've seen the first two that you've mentioned. Um, (laughs) I don't know why I said that so defensively. I feel like it's going to keep going this way. Elizabeth's going to say yes and I'm going to say no. Yeah, it probably is. The basic idea, though, is that Wolverine, his mind has been sent into the past, like into his past body. So anything that happens to him in the future starts happening to him in the past. And anything that happens to him in the past starts happening to him in the future. Mm -hmm. So like, he can't move his body in the future at all, but like if he starts being like stabbed or drowned or something like that, like you see the physical effects of that in the future. Mm -hmm. Um, Number eight is Narnia. Just the book and the, the movie series, everything because like the the varying times of the books like some of the books overlap Mm -hmm. some of them you know they have like a thousand years in between one book and another and just all different kinds of timelines and it's cool to look at sometimes like i think it's a horse and his boy especially like you hear about the pevens pevensies pevensies i don't know i think it's yeah it's pevensy um you hear about the the kids that go to Narnia mm-hmm. when they are adults in Narnia from another character who's like a little kid. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of an interesting way of doing it around. Now, at number seven, I have Doctor Who, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like I'm looking at your notes. I'm like I just like you're getting notes. stoked, like you're waiting for me to stop talking about things you don't care about. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry, Namely- she would never say that. She would just think it. Loudly. <laughs> um, Doctor Who, like, it's a really easy one to put on the list because it is time travel. Like, it's yeah. all about time travel. But specifically, there's a few episodes that I want to kind of shout out. First of all, being Blink, which mm-hmm. is one where the Doctor is actually not the focus of the episode. He's sent back into the past and is stuck there. And so he's sending messages to people in the future through, like, DVDs and writing on the wall and stuff like that. And you get, like, side-by-side views at points and things like that, so it's pretty interesting. There's also the 50th anniversary where, like, (laughs) different versions of the Doctor meets himself, 
and they go on an adventure together, <laughs> yeah. and it breaks all the rules of Doctor Who because they're like, you can't meet yourself. Like, that would cause mm-hmm. a paradox. And then they're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to meet up with two other ones of yeah. me. <laughs> this last one's my favorite. <laughs> and then there's also the character of River Song, who the first time you meet her, she dies. But then you meet her, like, five billion other times after that at different stages in her life. Sometimes you see her closer to that same age. Sometimes you see her when she's much, much younger. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you see her when she's not her. Yeah. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. I like the actress who plays her. Yes. yes. She's and great. she was in... Oh, I'm sorry. She's in uh, Gilmore Girls. A revi- she's in the revival of yes. Gilmore really? Girls. Really? Her part's really great. Like, that's I really cool. enjoyed it. I also knew her from ER. That's where I oh, first okay. really knew her. Um, number six is actually one of the ones that we have reviewed already on this show. Um, it's This Is Us. Uh, where the past and the present are told right alongside each other with, like, connecting plot lines and arcs and things like that. If you want to know more about that, go listen to the episode, because it's great. <laughs> that is a good show. I, uh, I applaud that it's choice. It's such a good show. <laughs> Number five is the King Killer Chronicles books and soon-to-be movie, <laughs> TV series, and stage play, with Lynn Manuel Miranda, and I'm like, I'm I'm dying inside. Like this is great. So if you've never heard of the King Killer Chronicles, the first book is actually called The Name of the Wind, and it's about a young man who becomes I can't say that that's a spoiler, but he becomes a wizard, <laughs> <laughs> and it's about his journey like growing up. The thing is though, when you meet him, he's actually just a lowly innkeeper, but he's led this fabulous life. So the entire book, the next book, and then the the third book that has not come out yet, but that we want to shank, Pat Rothfist, I can't even talk because I'm so angry that the book is not out yet. (laughs) That's the gist of that, frothing at the mouth over Mm. this book. Okay. So wait, this is Um, a series that's like currently being written? Yes. It it. has (laughs) two books that are out. The third one has taken like forever for it to come out. And then it also has a side book. And then there's a short story that's in a compilation of short stories with other okay, authors. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, the idea behind the, the King Killer Chronicles, though, is that it's a story within a story. You're actually hearing from the main story, he's telling his life story to a guy that's writing it down. Oh, so, okay. it occasionally takes you out of the narrative and back to where they're sitting in the inn talking yeah. to each other and things like that. So, I you're, you're going... I almost want to, like, do this one for the podcast. Like, have her... I don't know. That wouldn't be a bad idea. Because I want to... I mean, like, I want to read it. Well, I was planning on tomorrow at the library seeing if it was there. I was going (laughs) to start reading it over Christmas break. So I think that we're going to force you to, like, make us read the first one. Well, Um, we're going to miss the opportunity because we're going to have already read it. Yeah, but I know... But it sounds like something that I'm going to want to talk about with you guys. It's such a good... It's a high fantasy, but it's, it's all about, like relationships and it's got like a lot of emotional trauma in yes. it. <laughs> You're speaking our language. Yeah. Relationships right? and emotional dra- drama or trauma. Speaking of relationships and emotional trauma, number four is Supernatural. <laughs> I love Supernatural. Um, which especially like they do a lot of like weird time mm-hmm. things. They actually travel through time several times but mainly there's Mystery Spot which is like Groundhog Day plus a whole lot more yes. death where they get stuck in a time loop and one of the characters dies every single time. There's also Tall Tales, which (laughs) is not the whole episode, but it's a portion of the episode 
where Sam and Dean are relaying the exact same thing that happened, but you see their slant. So, like, the first one, Dean is, like, the hero of the story, and he's got this sexy woman that he's, like, drinking drinks with at the bar, and, like, Sam comes up and he's all effeminate. It's Jared Jared Padalecki comes up and he's like, Dean, we don't have any time for your blah, 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 and, like, everything else he says in the rest of the scene is just blah, and it's... Fabulous. Yeah. (laughs) And then there's also The Man Who Would Be King, where one of the characters is literally just telling the story of the whole season and why they've betrayed everybody in, like, flashback form. Mm -hmm. Number three, we have one of my favorite episodes of all time of anything I've ever watched, which is Fireflies Out of Gas. That is a fantastic episode. It is Uh so good. I go back and watch it, like, yearly at least. Like, I go and I just, like, whether I watch the rest of the series or not, Mm -hmm. I'm like... It's time to watch Out of Gas. (laughs) And then I sit down for, like, the emotional release of Out of Gas. It has two different storylines of how Mal got his crew together and how the crew is all separating and Mal is, like, dying. Um, Super good episode. Number two, I have an episode of Farscape that is fabulous. The way this episode was actually conceived was that it was written in linear form. It was normal. And then they looked at it and they realized, this is too boring. <laughs> so they spliced it all up. And it's like an unreliable narrator story where John Crichton is trying to explain to Pilot what happened on this planet and why everybody else is missing and why like they're all ticked off at each other and everything. Mm-hmm. And it's told in a very humorous way where everything is just cut up into big big blocks in all different orders. Mm -hmm. Like, it makes zero sense. And it's a lot of fun. (laughs) And number one, this is a highly subjective list. But one of the things that I think of when I think of nonlinear storytelling is The Emperor's New Groove. (laughs) (laughs) I know it's really high up on this list, but my goodness. Because the entire thing is a flashback until you get to a certain point and then it catches up. Um, there was actually a meme that was pretty popular here a little while ago where it's like, record scratch. I bet you're wondering how I got here. That's how the um, whole movie starts, is that you're stuck into the middle of Cusco's story. They do it in such a humorous way. And here again, that movie was redone like two times. It first was like a linear story. Oh, it was okay. darker. It didn't have like a lot of the humor that it has, and then they they realized that it needed, like, serious rewrites. And because they rewrote it in a non-linear format, that's why it's such a good movie. Like, it works that way. Yeah. It lets you have, like, a fourth-wall perspective. Mm -hmm. Anyway, that is my list. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, Feel free to, like, tell me how you disagree with it (laughs) and give me your suggestions. So, thank you, guys. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Right.